0: Today we're going to talk about freedom and what it means to be set free from keeping religious laws in order to live with God forever in heaven. My name is Pastor David Burkado. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. The coronavirus pandemic is flaring up again. We thought we could return to the new normal without consequences. Now it looks like we are likely to be headed toward higher rates of infection, more death, and a return to lockdown. Our son, who works mostly from home now, shared something he saw online that said, maybe instead of saying we work from home, we should say we live at work. It kind of feels like that sometimes, right? We are finding that our new high-speed internet has low-powered Wi-Fi signal and I'm starting to realize that we are pretty much on our own in fixing the issues with it from this point forward. On the other hand, human beings have certainly underperformed in our purposes as God's, as people God created in God's image, but the good news is that God has not walked away. We are not alone in fixing the issues. One of my favorite t-shirts says, Body piercing saved my soul. The body of Jesus Christ was pierced, to save us from the consequences of our sin, the thing that separated us from God. God has set us free from having to prove ourselves to God by a slavish keeping of religious laws. Instead, God has given us a living relationship with the living God, that is, faith. Paul wrote a letter, a great letter, to the church of Galatia, to the Galatians, when they had been tempted to fall back to the law to believing that they could earn their salvation by being good people under the standards of the law. After writing about living under the religious law being like living under slavery, that is, how our labors don't benefit us, Paul begins the fifth chapter of this letter by saying, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. We live a new life, lived by the power of the Holy Spirit, the ongoing presence of God for good in this world. God has not given up on us. That is our freedom. We are free from having to keep the religious laws as a requirement for our salvation, heaven. Instead, we live by faith in Christ. We don't keep laws to gain God's favor. We want to please God out of simple gratitude for that new life, a life of faith, a living relationship with the living God, for our freedom. Being free from slavery to the law does not mean that we can now do whatever we want. Nicky Gumbel is an English-Anglican clergy person who has written a series of books and resources called Alpha as an introductory course in Christianity. In one of the videos, he talks about talking, taking his son to a children's soccer match. The coach-slash-referee hadn't shown up when the match was supposed to begin, so he was drafted into service, in spite of his knowing almost nothing about the rules of soccer. They sort of marked off boundaries with kids' clothing in a park field, and his voice had to do for a whistle. Penalties were not called when they should have been and were called when they shouldn't. The children first became frustrated and then became injured just as the real coach-slash-referee arrived. He set up legitimate boundaries, called penalties accurately, and the kids had a wonderful time. Nicky Gumbel asked at which point in the day were the kids freer, with no rules or with fairly enforced rules? Freedom from religious laws does not mean we are set free for anarchy. It means that Christ takes the penalty of not keeping the law On Himself at the cross, for all who accept the living relationship with the one true living God for which we were all created. It means we do what we do because we want to live in that relationship. We want to live lives that honor and please God. We do what we do because we are who we are a new creation, children of God. We need the law to tell us that we can't do it ourselves and that we need a Savior. The good news, the gospel, is that we have a Savior in Jesus Christ. This weekend, we will be celebrating the freedoms about which it is often truly said that we take for granted. We celebrate the birth of our nation, which, for all its flaws, has afforded the greatest freedom and economic opportunity for the greatest number of people of any nation in history. We are now at a point in our history where we are rightly focused on our flaws. We are focused on the unfinished work of making this the land of the free for all people. Yet many of us are simply focused on what we consider the loss of our personal freedom. We are told that we have to stay at home and that if we go out, we have to wear masks and stay away from people who are not members of our households. Some have held rallies to protest this. The, what they call the abuse of our personal freedom. I've seen the Gazden flag, a historical American flag or banner, the, the one with the rattlesnake coiled and ready to strike, and the words, Don't Tread on Me, flown at some of these rallies. And it It's strange, because ironically, a precursor to this design was the nation's first published political cartoon, which showed a snake chopped into eight pieces, representing the eight colonies at the time, with the caption, Join or Die that is, join together for the common good, or die separately. Instead of drawing together as a nation, we seem now to be hardening our personal defenses. A colleague posted a rant from a retired surgeon on Facebook regarding wearing masks recently. It's worth a read. I just want to highlight a couple of his remarks. Okay, here's my rant about masks. I have spent the last 39 years working in the field of surgery. For a significant part of that time, I have worn a mask. I have worked with hundreds, probably thousands of colleagues during those years who have also worn masks. Not a single one of us became ill, passed out, or died from lack of oxygen. Not a single one of us became ill, passed out, or died from breathing too much carbon dioxide. Not a single one of us became ill, passed out, or died from rebreathing a little of our own exhaled air. Let's begin here by putting those scare tactics to rest. It is true that some people with advanced lung diseases may be so fragile that a mask could make their already tenuous breathing more difficult. If your lungs are that bad, you probably shouldn't be going out in public at the present time anyway. The consequences if you are exposed to COVID-19 would likely be devastating. Taking steps to slow the spread of the coronavirus is not a restriction on our personal freedom, Any more than speeding limits or anti assault laws or not swimming when the beach is red flagged are. We can only be free when necessary restrictions are placed for the common good. Those who resist such restrictions ignore the common good in favor of what is good for them. We need the law. The law is a blessing. When it comes to the religious law, the Ten Commandments and all their extensions, etc., the problem is that not only do we often not want to keep them, we can't keep them to the level that will justify us before God. The problem is sin. What is God's answer? This text from the, Jer- from the book of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, beginning at the 31st verse, I think is included in that answer. The days are surely coming, says the Lord No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. That does not mean anarchy. That means that the law comes from within us. It is written not in a book, but in our hearts. We live now in the Spirit. Not free from the law, but from the consequences of not keeping it. The Declaration of Independence, which we celebrate this weekend, after a brief introduction, says this We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, The safety and happiness of the people, of the common good, are the true government's defining concerns. Happiness, at the time of the writing of this declaration, meant the ability of the people to pursue what they themselves define as being best for them, as long as it didn't hamper the rights of others to pursue their understanding of happiness or well-being. The Christian Church begins with a declaration of dependence, dependence on a loving and gracious God for all that is good, including perfection only in the life to come. Both celebrate forms of freedom freedom with responsibility for the common good. People should be able to choose the way they want to live without obstacles, unless they infringe upon the ability of others to do the same. The common good the good of all those with individual freedom for the sake of the people as a whole. Our rights are inalienable rights only because they are from God and therefore cannot be taken away by other people. What people grant, people can take away. At the same time, there are no rights without responsibilities, what we owe to the common good. More than 500,000 people have died of the coronavirus or related symptoms. The rate of deaths among those infected is going up. Hospital ERs are visibly over capacity, and some have ordered refrigerator trucks to house the dead. With freedom comes great responsibilities. Freedom means taking responsibility for how we use our freedom and not interfering with the common good. It doesn't mean doing anything we want without concern for others. That's not freedom, that's license. That is slavery to oneself, to our human nature. Instead, Christ has come to set us free. We live for others as Jesus died for us, sacrificially and for the sake of God's people, for the common good, we are freed to serve. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling for racial equality and for those who protect and serve. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at David al, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support the pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them, avoid crowds, and be outside if you have to be in one. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours.